podcast. Anything that you want, no, we got that. Sports, we got that. Joke, we got that. We just getting started, so don't turn me down. Stop that. From LA all the way to the A. Maddie and Cohen got so many things to say. Switching up the topic quick as I switch up the flow. So make sure you pay attention. Okay, ready? Here we go. It's the Daily Degenerate. Daily Degenerate. Welcome to the Daily Degenerate. Daily Degenerate. Daily Degenerate. Welcome to the Daily Degenerate. Daily Degenerate. Daily Degenerate. Welcome to the Daily Degenerate. Daily Degenerate. Daily Degenerate. Welcome to the Daily Degenerate. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Daily Degenerate Podcast number 71. You know, it should be 69 because dude, the Brock if, is retiring. If he had waited a week, dude. Yeah. Or if he would have done it a week sooner. If he would have done it a week sooner, we, we would have been. It would have been perfect. Oh, my God. Selfish bastard. But we're at number 71. Maddie Goldberg, I'm back in L.A. And joining me, it's man in Georgia, that guy. Ladies and gentlemen, that guy, uh, the voice portrayed to you right now. My name is Cohen Hughes. Um, I am the Michael Rappaport of the South. I am Podcast Poppy. I am the professional devil's advocate. And I am the Johnny Sins of podcasting. Matty Goldberg, I am joined with you via Skype in uh, Smyrna, Georgia. The Braves just had a spring training game about a mile and a half down the road in our home park, SunTrust Park Field, whatever. Yep. And uh, watched it on TV. The Braves win. Had a good night. Worked a double today. Um, what'd you do today? I got back into life. You know, when you go, I was in Laughlin, Nevada. I've been corrected many times from people in my inbox that I was saying Laughlin, Nevada, and it's actually Laughlin. But how the fuck would I know? I've never been there before. Say, who cares? It's spelled L-A-U-G-H-L-I-N. So why the fuck would it be Laughlin? But it is Laughlin, Nevada. I had to wash my clothes because it smelled like cigarettes and air freshener and casino. Oh, my God. So it was stinky. I, I got back. I had to just like, you know, you got to unpack it back into life. I hate it. Get, get back into your routine. And so I am back. I had some fried chicken. Today from Dinah's Fried Chicken, which is delicious. After this, I'm going to watch the Molly Crew movie. I'm very excited to watch that on Netflix. And there's kind of like an off sports night because I don't watch a lot of NBA. So I'll be ready for the MLB season to start Thursday. And the Sweet 16. And uh, Laughlin was interesting. It wasn't as nice as Vegas, but it's super cheap. Uh, one of the highlights, which are lowlights... Friday around 11 a.m. there, right when all of college basketball is going crazy, the William Hill Sportsbook system went down. I don't know if you saw wow. that on Twitter or not. I did not. But it went down for a good 40 minutes. Holy shit. And, and this is like you're looking at people like not knowing what to fucking do. God, yeah. Like, like this is their Christmas. I was about to say the worst time for it to go down in the sports year almost. Yeah, and I was probably might have been like just so much action that the system yeah. fell apart. But the line was like completely long. I have a buddy who puts his bets in at seven thirty in the morning, so he was like, "I got my tickets." You never fuck around and wait. 
But I was going to put a little bet on Colgate to cover, which they did, and I lost some money because of William Hill. But, uh, yeah, I mean, March Madness is fun. There's a lot of degenerates. Uh, I want to do sometime a, a story about the different type of betters and the different type of guys you hear at the sports book. I was about to say, that would be an awesome like YouTube video or like out-of-season yeah. like little clip for us to do. So there was a guy Sunday morning – when Tennessee and Iowa started, and he obviously put a big bet on Tennessee. Yeah. And he's one of those guys who's got to brag, you know. And he's like, every basket Tennessee's scoring up front. He's like, yeah, yeah, listen to this. <laughs> this is great. Tennessee's a Final Four. This was a no-brainer. Yeah. <laughs> they blew no that lead. fucking brainer. Then they blew oh, yeah. that lead. Now, I left at halftime because I had to go. But I was... Almost well, like, like, well, like you guys were leaving back to LA. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't hear what happened. I'm sure he was like shitting his bricks. Not, all, not only that, he had the under two. Oh no, he fucked. So he was no, like, he when it was him. like a 20 point lead at like four minutes to go before half, he's like, slow it down, Tennessee. You don't need the points. And he's just like, then he goes, anybody with an Iowa ticket, just rip that shit up. If I had an Iowa ticket, I'd be ripping it up. And I'm like, oh, my God, I was going to cover this. <laughs> and I believe Iowa covered. I made a very smart. Oh, no, of course they covered. Uh, that was it, one of our, our friend TP3. That was one of his locks uh, that I took. Yeah. And um, it, it, of course, cashed. Well, I was nervous for a good. second. but Of course. It, it, I, I was fucking very nervous. I made a live bet of 15 and a half. Oh, I just oh, felt oh like. Oh, my God. I, I didn't think that Iowa would tie it or take a lead of any sort. But yeah, but I, I still, even when they, even when Tennessee got up so big, yeah, I think what it would have been, let's say six, six and a half, seven, anywhere yeah. like that. I was, I was, I'm not gonna say I was never concerned, but I was never scared that they weren't gonna cover. Yeah, I still I mean, thought they, they were gonna score. They storm back and backdoor it. Well, they did backdoor it. They also killed the over under because it went oh to God. overtime. Yes, and that guy didn't win shit and. Oh. Fucking good. What I what I've learned, and I have a buddy, a good buddy named John Hoff, who unfortunately I got into gambling. I don't know if it's good to get buddies into gambling. He's a you're, listener of the podcast. You're, you're a degenerate, and he's a he's a participant in all the Instagram and Facebook yeah. posts that we do. So what happened with him is like, I gave him a pick about uh, during the conference tournaments, and like maybe four minutes with the game left, he's like, I think we have it, dude. And then we did we did cash it. It wasn't it was close, but I was like, listen, you gotta wait. You can't say anything. I was about to say because you will jinx you will jinx it. You never fucking know. No, nope. you just never know. Never. I mean, I had I, I put a big bet on Oregon yesterday at halftime. Like they're up by twelve. They lost the lead. I think uh, the Anteaters of of UC, uh, Irvine. UC Irvine, which is close to where I live, it's about forty minutes away. Scored 16 unanswered points to start the second half. And you're just like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then they just – but at that moment, you're like, well, I don't have a winning ticket right now. Yep. So another thing is God bless Atlanta because that is the home of Coca-Cola. For some reason, all these casinos out here have Pepsi. Everybody knows I fucking hate Pepsi. Pepsi just tastes like flat Coke. You know, it's like, like it's not as bubbly. It's just like kind of like syrupy disgusting. and weird. Like I'm not a huge fan of regular Coke. Like yeah. like, and I, I catch hell for this all the time, but I, um, love I would I would I would rather drink like Diet Coke or like Coke Zero than regular. regular well, I Coke. love regular Coke. I'm not gonna try Orange Coke. That sounds disgusting. I might like. But it. 
I go to this restaurant. I go to sit at the bar on Saturday, uh, you know, eat. Because the guys I was with, they don't eat. They just watch games. It's yeah. like you're going eight hours. You're not eating, you know? Swanky Place? Right? What's up? Out? Swanky Place? No, it's just like some shitty kind of buffet place. Oh, okay. So I go to sit at the bar. This guy must have been like a Pepsi. I don't know what the Rap. fuck. Like a. So he's like, sir, what are you doing? And I'm like opening the little Coke can, like the tiny little Coke can. I brought a couple of them. I asked him for a cup of ice. He's like, what are you doing, sir? I'm like, oh, I'm just <laughs> opening a drink. He goes, you can't do that in here, sir. Like, what are you thinking? I go, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know. He goes, yeah, yeah. Like, what, 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 what? And he was like giving me lip like I was an asshole. Well, did he and work I'm at like, the bar? Yeah, I go, you know this is an alcohol. He's like, yeah, I'm aware of that, sir. There's a there's there's health codes here. And like I've been to other places in Vegas where they have Pepsi and I bring Coke and I go, look, I yeah. hate Pepsi. The guy goes, the waiters go, I don't give a fuck. Do whatever yeah. the fuck you want. Yeah. This guy was such a dick. So I'm such an asshole. What I do? What do I do? I gave the guy a giant tip. Really? Yeah, you know what you do when <laughs> in that situation? You tip them all you really tip them high because it fucks with their head. Because they're like, they know they're an asshole. They know they're being a dick. And they kind of like want a war with you. And they're looking for trouble. I don't know why this guy was looking for trouble. So it's like, okay, I'm just going to tip you a lot to make you feel like a dick. You know, to make you feel stupid. Well, you want to know why that is? <clears throat> why is that? Because people out west are assholes. And they have no manners. No, I look, this is Laughlin, Nevada. It was disgusting there. It was so gross and... The food uh, went through my system like a bullet train. Uh, the people there were just, you know, they drank from like nine in the morning till like nine o'clock at night. Uh, I mean, it, it was like Vegas is. Vegas just has a little more class. Vegas is the pretty saying, side of that coin. That is not. That is not saying much, you know. So, yeah. um, hold on. I thought I had my phone on silent. It, it's a, like a it's like a cheap little uh oh, then it got crazy. Saturday night I had like a panic attack because I'm with my buddy. We're going downstairs to meet our other crazy buddy, and the alarms go off in the casino. Really? And I'm just thinking about like what happened in Vegas. Yeah. You know the tragedy. Some sort of mass shooting place. or something. Yeah, this place has no security. I don't see any security. There's fights galore. People are fighting with people all over the place. I mean, it is just a massive degenerate, you know, whack jobs. And I'm like, this is I can't get in my room now. They've, like, shut down all the rooms. Wow. So that went on for a good 30, 40 minutes. Luckily, they got it solved. What was it, you know? No, but it's so crazy that, like, nobody's even leaving the casino, and you just hear like that, meh, 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 meh. And they're just like, we're having, you know, like there's something going on. A fire truck did come, but I never found out what was officially. But it was, you know, the sports book was great. I met a really nice older man from Chicago. He was a big Cubs fan. We talked a lot. I told him, like, my theories on betting. And we, you know, we bet, we live bet some games. We do, like, what I do is I halftime bet on a lot of games. Like, I get a feel for a game. And I hit a lot of unders. There was a lot of high unders, like Wofford, Kentucky was like 72 and a half. 
under first half over under. I hit that. I hit the Michigan under with Florida. I don't think Florida scored for like 10 minutes. And then I was, uh, you know, it's fun to live bet at the casino. It's fun to win your ticket right there to go mm-hmm. up there. Yep. There was also this old guy that worked there that was the most angry fucking guy ever. Really? Yeah, he was just this old, angry, bitter guy working the, the working the thing. And I just like I thought I was the asshole, and everybody's like, "No, he's so rude." So I just started fucking with him. So I'm like, "You give me a ticket," and I'm like, "You didn't wish me good luck." <laughs> and he would just give me this look. He just looked like that. You know that like grumpy old man that's your neighbor. It's like get off my lawn. Should have been working at a golf course instead of at the sports. Yeah, park. he was just. He's probably been working there his whole life. He was so yeah. angry. I was playing poker. There was a fight at the poker table. This fucking dude brings his girlfriend, and it's one of those deals where this girl like probably gets beaten by this dude all the time. Yeah, hell yeah. This guy listens to, listens to like four uh, nine inch nails in like the Applebee's parking lot. No, he was just some weird. Weird guy with weird sunglasses, dressed in a full tracksuit. And it's not even like his girlfriend. Like most guys' girlfriends, when I play poker, they go play the slots. And they're like, how you doing, honey? And they give him a kiss. Yeah. This girl had to stay there. Oh, she was on like a leash. She was on a tight little rope. So he wanted to get her a beer. And it's like 1 in the morning. And they're like, yeah, we're not going to serve her. She looks drunk. But she was just tired. I don't think she yeah. was drunk. But they they have a they have the discretion not to serve her. Yeah. And he was like, I want to talk to a fucking manager. And now he's getting all worked up. Now she starts trying to talk. He goes, Shut up. Go shut up and let me do the talking. So he's now telling her to shut up. Now he's like screaming and yelling at the sport at the fucking poker table. God. And now people are complaining because they're like, he's throwing us off. It was wacky. I don't think I'll go back to Laughlin again. I'll definitely go back to Vegas. Yeah, Vegas your 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 glowing recommendation isn't very positive. No, I I say save some money for the football season next year. Meet me out in Vegas for a Saturday Sunday. Like we'll we'll degenerate it up for a college Saturday, and then Sunday, uh, you, you know the NFL, and now it's probably the best way to do it. But Laughlin, even though the prices are cheaper. It is a cesspool of insanity, and just like I was like, I, I the last night, I just hid in my room. I took some edibles and just was like, "Fuck this! I can't deal with the people here. It's too much." Because like you get on the elevator and there's so many drunk assholes, and I look so weird as it is. I'm like five five with the the goofy glasses. I don't look like anybody there, and everybody's like staring at me. Like those real live fucking cowboys. So it was, it was, it was really like the, uh, what's the Hunter S. Thompson story, Fear and Loathing? Uh, yeah. It's, it was just like that. Like you took the acid and you walked in and saw all the ghouls and goblins and, oh yeah, freaks and And, dolphins and bears. Yeah. I mean, I did really well at poker playing at night because the guys there are so fucking drunk. They don't even know what they're doing, they don't even care. They're just throwing their money away. This one guy was tipping the dealer before the game started. <laughs> and I go, that's the first time I've ever seen that. Hey, that's, He's that's, like, Here that's you pretty go, hospitable. Buddy. I know. He goes, here's your juice, buddy. And then he was like cursing and saying stuff about sex. And the, the dealer was like, look, man, there's there's ladies here. You can yeah. do that when keep there's it no classy. ladies here. Yeah, but keep it classy. 
I was winning, and they actually liked me because I was just so nice to players there. That was the best. Well, yeah, you're a cool and easygoing guy. Yeah, and even when I was winning, they still didn't want me to leave. Usually when a guy's winning, they're like, okay, you can go. But they're like, no, I'll keep playing. I'm like, it's 1.30 in the morning. But, dude, Cohen, I don't know if you know anything about poker. I hit the most amazing hand. Um, and I, I, I got to brag about this hand I hit because it was, like, the luckiest hand ever. This dude does a thing. It, I was playing a game called 2-4, which is Texas Hold'em, where it's limit. And the blinds are one and two, and then the first round of betting is two, and then it goes up to four, and then four. You follow? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. So what a guy can do, this guy was losing, but what we can do is he can, he takes out a five a five dollar uh, uh, chip, and he calls it a straddle. So he puts a five dollar straddle. So now you have to play five dollars to be in the hand, and he gets the final bet because he's doing it in the dark which means he's putting $5 down without even seeing his cards. Yeah. So it's a game where you're chasing. So everybody on the table decides to get in this hand because why the fuck not? You know, for five bucks, it's worth whatever. I had king eight suited. I forget. I think I had clubs, like king eight of clubs. And I'm like, okay, just go for the flush. You, you might get lucky and hit the flush. It's worth yeah. five bucks. Yeah. Flop was king eight, eight. God almighty. Yeah. So I'm sitting on a full house, and there's this old guy that was nice next to me, but he was getting, like, frustrated with me because I kept winning. Yeah. So it came to me, and I raised because I know in this game everybody keeps playing. They don't, like, you can't bluff anybody out. Especially with the, so, with, with, with the old kind of yeah. – tra trash is a strong word, but I'm using Plus your characteristics. And, like and, every and everybody's drunk. You just want to play – Everybody's yeah. having fun. Let's play the damn game. And they're chasing too. So there, there's people now chasing like a flush or a straight, whatever. Like they're chasing stuff. Maybe somebody has a king. Um. So everybody stayed in. So I finally got to the end, and I, you know, I nobody. There was no hand that could beat me. I had the nuts the whole way, and um, a guy had ace eight, which I felt really bad for. Yeah, no, that's a good hand to sit on, but and no ace hit. So he had yeah. he had trips. I had the full boat, and I probably took sixty seventy on that hand. Nice. So that was fun. I took about one hundred fifty that night. Then I lost two tournaments in the morning for thirty five. But those are luck because the blinds go up so fast, and then it's just like yeah, everybody because well, they're kind of all on in. like a time limit, you know. Like you got to get the tournament yeah, yeah. done. Yeah, So I understand. There's better, there's better standard tournaments where the blinds. Um, Aren't it static? Yeah. So that was the trip. I let's plan on going to Vegas, meeting me out there. Maybe you can get Penland to go out there with you. Uh, if, uh, if, if, if I can get one person to go with me, I, I'm. Or there. the coon, get get Jeremy, get uh, a group what's, what's his face, uh, Harrison. I Harrison. mean, you'll have a blast because. It's the thing for you is like you can drink. You don't have to worry about driving. You got all the games. You get oh, the I'll cash drink all tickets day. right there. I'll drink and if all you day. win, you're like, let's get fucking prime rib. Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah no, it pays for itself. Time. Exactly. So it's fun to watch all the games. It's fun to watch a game when it's like, you know, when you're when 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 you're in a book and half the people are on one side, half the people are on the other side, it is always fun. Yeah. And we all watch the uh the New Mexico State Auburn game together, and that was a lot of fun because that was just insanity. Uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of buzzer beaters. 
It was not the greatest four days of college basketball, but the tournament is – it's like the Super Bowl. This was a bad yeah. Super Bowl, but it's still the Super Bowl. Yeah, I was about to say. So I had fun. I will probably go back to Vegas next year. Um, it's just a little nicer, little yeah. – Spend, little spend an extra step. 200 bucks and actually not yeah. step in a fucking human shit whenever you walk by. Yeah, or like, you know, I, I was like scary there. And it's like when the alarms are going off, you don't know what the fuck is going on. And I was like, this place has no security. There was no safe in the room. It was a mess. Yeah. So that so, was my Laughlin. Let's, um, before we get into our bracket challenge and reveal some results and who's doing what, let's talk about a few of the primo games. Because like you said, it wasn't a great week, but there were still a few good oh. games. Um, Duke and UCF. Duke should have lost this game. Agree. Um, if UCF had any sort of offensive strategy outside of Taco Falls, they might have scored more points. Um, and those free throws at the end really killed them. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a call that could have been over uh, when um, what's-his-face missed the foul shot, uh, Zion. Zion. That could have been a push in the back. It yep. wasn't called. Mm-hmm. They sh- they could have won the game on the last shot. It Should didn't have. happen. This is the thing where, like, I talked about last show how, like, Auburn would play well against Kansas. And that was a great take by my, my myself. I'm going to pat myself on the back because we know you are. Because they, because they tasted death, they would come out loose the next game and be like, hey, we got, you know, we got nothing to worry because we, should, we shouldn't even be here now. So now we can relax. Playing on house money. Exactly. I don't see that for Duke because those two kids, Reddish and what is it, Blewett? I forget the guy's name. Uh, They're they're not playing. They're not not doing anything for Zion. They're not helping him out. They're not putting up big – it's like Zion has to take the game over. And I think he's going to get drained. It's – Duke has been disappointing. They really have. And it's those two guys. And I even think – Coach K hasn't done a great job of coaching because they are probably the most talented team bar none. And they're not getting the job done. Um, and nobody likes calls Coach K on not doing a good job coaching I think because he always I, wins. I, I've always equated um, Coach Calipari and Coach K. Coach Calipari maybe is a little bit better in the strategic and X's and O's of basketball. Coach, K, Coach um, Calipari especially – they're not really great basketball coaches. They're very great salesmen and recruiters. Absolutely, but I'll they tell know, you one thing. They know about, how to build the program. I'll tell you one thing about Coach Calipari. Yes, he's a great recruiter. He got kids to go to Memphis, you know. He got kids to go to UMass, to UMass. But the one thing Coach Calipari has done is he understands who Kentucky is, and he slows things down, and – he understands like his team is not a high flyer. So their pace, he always has them going at the right pace. He always has them playing at the right pace and setting them up to tire a team out like Wofford and eventually win. And I don't even think Coach uh, K has even like a plan this year. Like I've seen too many games where, you know, if they win, it's because Zion has like has all the heart in the world to that is take over a game. That is 100% true. We've seen games where they've just come out flat and just looked bad and lost the game. We've looked we, – like especially the game against North Carolina where Zion's shoe blow out, just without him, yep. they are nothing. 
Exactly. Um, I think that North Carolina is a little bit more talented of a team than Duke is. And older. And older, more experienced, probably better coach. Um, but I think with Zion on Duke, I think it's a 50-50 toss-up who wins. Yeah, I just think he's going to get drained. That's why I picked North Carolina. Um, I have North Carolina. I would pick them too if I had to put money on it. But um, yep. I think it's more of a toss-up than people think. And now I don't even know if Duke is going to make it to the final game. I mean, Michigan State looks really good. I think they're going to rally around the whole Tom Izzo controversy. And the Big Ten is damn strong. The Big Ten has really made a statement. I mean, LSU is one of the best teams in the SEC. They barely beat Maryland, which to me is not even the top five teams of the Big Ten. I mean, Oregon destroyed Wisconsin. Um, you know, so that was something that this podcast called from a mile away. Yeah. It was absolutely a crime to put Oregon as a 12 seed. Yeah. Like I, the guy next to me, he was like, there was the first big upset. I'm like, this is not an upset. No, this I is knew Oregon seeding. was going to win. Wrong yeah. Seeding. Oregon was a peaking where there are, you know, if they played this way the whole season, they'd be a four or five. And they'd be tired three. as hell. But to be a 12, I mean, they're not a 12. They're the best 12 seed I've ever seen, in my opinion. Because they're a, they're a big-time uh, school with a lot of talent, with a lot of guys who played in the Final Four two years ago. You know, they're point guard Pritchard and a couple other guys. And mm-hmm. they're just peaking, and they play really great defense. They got guys around the rim that can swatch and sure, they lucked out having to play a, a 13 seed, but they would have killed Kansas State. Oh, yeah. Uh, I loved what Auburn did the second game. It's one of those, like, days where they just shot. They just shot the ball, and they never let up. It was like where it was like just the, the foot was on the gas the whole time. Yep. And they were just draining threes. 100%. But you have no guarantee that the next game you're going to, you know, they can miss 20 threes the next game. And it's against That's the, the Carolina. That's the hard part about the so Yeah. We're not, we're, we're not too hopeful for the Auburn Tigers. It's going to be a tough game, but if they shoot like that, hell, they have a shot. It's just going to be that, – that might be one of a lifetime shooting games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd love to go over the standings right now. Well, uh, let's talk about two or three more games. Um, right. Florida, right, game. Florida looked like shit against Michigan. Um, yeah, they I, just I, I think, out of gas. I think, I think Florida should have won that game. I had money on Florida. Um, I mean, I disagree because what what Michigan is this, this, this deceiving part about Michigan is they play such great defense that we forget about that their offense somehow goes to sleep sometimes. Mm-hmm. But their defense is always on par. So a team like Florida, who is who had to win a couple games in the SEC to get there, had to beat a tough uh, Nevada team that was not giving up at the end of the game. You know, this tournament is about legs. And I and the way I look at, like, the second round of betting, if you take a team that, you know, won, like, a, a game, like, like, take Liberty or Wofford or something, that just shot the lights out and played the game of their life, it's very hard to duplicate that again because your legs are so tired. You're coming back in, like, 36 hours to play. Mm-hmm. And... The bigger conferences have bigger benches. The uh, you know, the Waffords of the world, 
their legs are going to die. And you mm-hmm. saw that in the second half of Florida with Wofford that they were drained. What about um, Murray State and Florida State? John Moran well, looked good, but um, the rest of the team yeah. didn't. I think they had zero bench points the whole game. And again, that's a situation where they had one awesome game in them. They blew wad, and Florida State probably plays. Penland can tell you more than I can, but yep. they probably play eight or ten guys deep. So where Murray State probably came in that game exhausted, Florida State was well-rested, ready to go. Yeah, North Carolina and, gets by Washington, um, 81-59. That yeah. game was never close. Nope. Um, one game that really intrigued me, the last game that me and you have to talk about, um, was the Ohio State-Houston games. These are two teams that I don't think are really that good. I think um, Houston's really good. Uh, so I, I I took your your advice, how you love taking these first-half unders, and they yeah. punished me in that first half. They ran up. The well, I never, like I never, I ever. never told anybody to take first half unders. I said guys I know have had that strategy. Well, I took it. And I, I made a good bit of money over the conference tournament weekend in the first two rounds. The first round, yeah. I mean, I go by game by game. I look at it, but I'm like, well, this is going to go over, and this is not. Like I said, North Carolina, Washington over first half, easily covered, uh, and then I took a. Game Yeah. Um. Time to cash. Uh, standing. And you are gonna hit. And you can rain. Come take some rails. And he's heaped money. He's just Notice as I can't make final four. So if everything stays laid, that's gonna determine whether it's on mid tech. Who who else? Well, we have the self chicken. And the stand. Chad Zerd. I don't know who that is exactly. Colliding with Tonys. I don't know. Chills. I don't know. Maybe Brad Meacham. And then I'm in from Seattle. Love Dubby's guy, but he's a he's psycho. Beloved, I just don't even have him. He's a great chance of getting that money. Great his game. He left and he's in position. Yes, Virginia. Virginia's up. Oh, yeah. And I, would, I went up. It was like him. The other one is Seattle. Lost it. Coburn. Owen sucks. I don't um, know who that is. Maybe Zach, that's my boy Dylan Lang. Zach, Decker had the best first round. Yeah. Had a bad second round. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad Meacham is tied break, but that's like, well, and he's. You know, me and come come he's staying her. We're hell. fighting it out, man. You know, right? ate that horse shit ground. That oh, was actually would, a problem. Would, yeah. I just thought it was funny that he like send me the money. I'm like, but don't you realize that like just as easy as Duke could have lost. I mean, any Auburn can get hot in Carolina. Oh, We're all cool, cool. I'm getting her. Yeah, and yeah, you know, you love you say that. Well, he loves when we talk about it. I know. I, mean, I know. Sweetie just fucks murder around. I wonder, I mean, that's pretty, uh, heavy, uh, you know, no, it is, it is. so me and him are in the first and second, probably when, uh, if I just stay with you in the, uh, you know, game lost in the round that I, and it is right now. Um, so what do you say me and you talk a little football, uh, both NFL a- and AF? AF? We'll start with the NFL's new, well, perhaps the top three, right? Rockhouse has retirement. I really where his blinking, his own opportunity is. Because he's such, got such an amazing, like, lovable personality, and people really like, oh, and yeah, even when you get you get into five times, I'll keep on Sparkle, have podcast, have your own show. I can see him having, like, if he was seasonal, anyway. No, be, like, he has, he has a hottest back. girlfriend now. 
But I can see him like back yeah. or some mm-hmm. sort of do thousand books. So you eat dog shit, you know, like he's a goofy host. And then I could see him like come back felony year or two because after he gets you, you appear your body and you kind of like the but exactly. But um, he he needs body to like your like I think he's just, done totally. And um, Rodney Harrison um, used to play safety for the Patriots, correct? I know who he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a regular at at um, the mall. I about said okay. The mall yeah. that I valet at, and uh, he likes me and a guy that I work with named Ryan pretty good. Uh, yeah. He, he Ryan he entered our racket challenge. Really? Yeah, yeah. And um, he said that um, he actually told me and Ryan he didn't think that Gronk was going to retire. So I'm glad that me and him called that over Rodney, an uh, ex teammate of his. And um, I don't think they ever played together. Oh, no, the time didn't match up. No. But um, he said that he he he, he can see Rock. Like working with Gronk and doing like all the uh, cop movies and all the big buff buddy movies and all the John Cena flicks, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Big yeah. cheesy. Yeah, I don't think Gronk will be sir. I more like a personality, maybe get yeah. a shot or something. He'll he'll have a premiere podcast. He'll have all these. He'll do pieces on WWE, but he'll have a full time card does study. And um, I think he's in the life. But he'll he'll be the better version of Pat McAfee, and I love Pat McAfee. Yeah, I agree. I think Gronk will, ha- will have a lot of fun in retirement. He's going to get a lot of love, a lot of opportunities. He's probably got a lot of meetings set up, and he can kind of choose his best option for what he wants to do. On the field, he was awesome. Mm-hmm. It was kind of interesting that here the Patriots needed a tight end when they drafted him. They drafted two tight ends. One is dead, Aaron Hernandez. One is the mm-hmm. Gronk. They couldn't be more opposite as people. Yep. Uh, there's a famous story in her hands, like, you know, as a player, you want to get hate. Like, get hate, you're going to be a teammate, you know? Yeah. It's like the beginning of, you know, uh, camp. You're your ass because like, well, this guy pads. But Westworld made a little joke to Aaron Hernandez and kill you. <laughs> and, and I've never heard that before. That. And it was like nobody fucked with him ever again. It was like, hey, Rook, go yeah. do this. Now, just cut like, your fucking you throat. Know. Oh, yeah. okay, sorry. So... I'm sure the Gronk was such a great teammate. He seemed really loved by his teammates. Uh, great blocker. I was, I was about to say, people forget, like, yeah, like he had a million catches, but he also did the dirty work, too. Like, Belichick counted on him to block and, you know, run block and pass block every night that he had to throw him out there. So, And then the beauty of his game was this, was at the end of his career, he wasn't getting the numbers he had, and you'd be like, oh, Gronk is really tired this game. Mm-hmm. Even, are, the, are even he... in the last Super Bowl run, he was, you exactly. could see him setting unselfish blocks and but really the point that was space. You go, oh, he hasn't really been getting the ball. like there, like he's He's been quiet this game. And then the next thing you know, he gets a big 50-yard catch. Yep, where yep. He runs 30 yards, move the chains. One of my the greatest moments, I don't know if you can find this, it might be on YouTube. It might be on SoundCloud because I'm a big Scott Zolak fan. I think he's a very funny announcer. But there's a game on a Sunday night where Gronk literally blocks this Indianapolis cult, like, into the sideline. Yeah. Like, he just starts – he just blocks a guy, like, out of bounds and just, like, manhandles this poor guy. And Zolak just goes, he's a schoolyard bully. He just stole your bike. He just stole your lunch money. He's a bully. And it is hysterical. And it's one of those blocks are just like, holy shit. He just threw this guy like, yeah. you know, he you know, he just pushed him out of the play. And 
And for just, all intents and purposes, this guy is a skill position player. Exactly. So Gronk, man, great catches. Always clutch. Never complained. Uh, there fun. was never any never drama complained. like around his name. No, love playing the team game too. Yep, love being a team player. Love Tom. Love um, blocking. I always love all the uh, the Gronkowski mic'd up. Hear him talk, wave at Tom and hug Tom whenever he threw him the damn ball. Always did a great impression of Tom. Mm-hmm. Gronkowski was absolutely, and and this is not to be taken lightly. This is a sad day in in, in football, but he was exactly the prototypical modern American sports athlete. Uh, another thing is go YouTube the day he got drafted. The story with the Patriots was this: him and his family put on a page you like put on a Patriot helmet, and his brothers did. And they all started in a huddle, like him, his dad, and everything. They just started jumping around like, man, you've never seen it. You'll never yeah. see anything like that at oh. the draft ever again. And the Patriots called and were like, you got to chill out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you can't, you got to, no, you can't yeah. do this on yeah. TV. Yeah. But yeah. it was amazing. We never yeah. seen anything like that. Mm-hmm. We see guys cry. We see guys love, hug their mom, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like fucking around in a helmet, jumping up and yeah. down like a maniac. Mm-hmm. No, um, he, like I said, the prototypical modern American athlete, he, the best entertainment value for your dollar ever, um, a great ambassador to the sport, a great ambassador to the team, a great teammate, a great player. Um, I can't speak for his home life, but it's been an absolute pleasure watching him for nine years. Um, he went on to have 521 catches. 7,861 receiving yards, 79 touchdowns. Um, and I was and, unaware he has the record for the most touchdowns by the Patriots. And and, and he has a stacked-ass postseason record. Um, 81 receptions, which is a tight end record. Um, 1,163 receiving yards and 12 touchdowns. And that's just in 16 games. Well, I, I just hope he finds what he wants out of football, you know? Yeah. Because some guys, you just like, I remember when Tiki Barber retired and everybody's like, well, this guy's meant for the broadcast booth and he was a dud. Yeah. And he probably regrets retiring a few years too early. Uh, I just hope Gronk finds like what he's looking for outside of football because it is hard. I mean, he's one of the lucky guys that he has opportunities. A lot of these guys, they Besides broadcasting, which is so hard to get into, they don't have a lot of opportunities to do like whatever, you know, that same kind of excitement they had with sports. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, let's move on to. Oh, also, Jeremy Macklin announced his retirement, and it was kind of fucked up the way. Um, and I know he didn't know this or anything. Hard to compete against the Gronk, and he was yeah, a solid dude, player, bro. And it was very solid. It player. was ten minutes before Gronk made his. That is a step that, that Jeremy Macklin announced his, and um, yeah. I didn't like. I was I was scrolling on the Daily Degenerate Instagram post, yeah. and um, I didn't like see Macklin's post in time. Uh-huh. But I caught it on Reddit when it was still about 20 minutes new. You know, like Gronk had just made his, Macklin had made his 10, 15 minutes ago. Yeah. And um, I went and looked at the post, and like it, you're you're right, it, it was hysterical. Like it's like you couldn't plan something funnier than that. Like yeah, it's like damn, like, how, like like how do you compete with the Gronk? You can't. You just can't. Yeah. Um. 
Move, moving on to the AAF, a uh, face that I said would play in the NFL again after his troubled and rocky start, Johnny Manziel. See, I never his, thought this could happen. But. Mm-hmm, his first appearance in the AAF, his debut. Um, and I actually misquoted um, in what the radio guys call the bullpen, but it was just me and you Skyping from across the country not recording it. Um, I actually said that San Antonio – or um, Memphis had his had his rights. That was actually incorrect. San Antonio had his rights, but they declined like, to sign him. So he went well, through the waiver foolish process because yeah, he I does so. he will bring a little more revenue to a, a, a league that doesn't have a lot of revenue, probably. So he would probably sell a lot of shirts for shits and giggles, and that he was from Texas. Mm-hmm. That he played his college ball in Texas. That's a PR dream if you just want to sign him. Exactly. You sell uh, a couple hundred thousand shirts. And, and I don't know he, why. They... And he played well um, on Sunday. He, I didn't understand. I, I wasn't watching the game live, but whenever I was told live that he was in the game, I t- tuned my phone over, and um, he got in the game for a whole drive, let him down the field, completed a perfect pass. He went three for five on the day, um, forty-eight yards and twenty rushing yards, threw a dime of a 35-yard pass and set the um, express up for a field goal try that the kicker missed. Wow. And, 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 and I really didn't get back into the game. I think it was before play because I, mean, I watched the drive. It was yeah. fine. But I, don't really know. Sh- I, I, I haven't been following it because there's too much college basketball. So, But when next time I do know Johnny football plays, I will give it a shot. I am going to be watching one of the first express games this week. Starts. Well, actually, will because it's hard to league really lost a lot of its luster once you know college basketball got really going. And, yeah, I was about to say, and like the newness wore off. Like it was just one of those things. Yep. Like if you're not fully vet- invested into it, it's hard to to kind of keep track of. Exactly, it. and now with baseball, we're literally two day, three days away from a full baseball schedule, so it's hard to you know. With the one league elite in the yep. Orlando Apollos, but I was I with know. my buddies. We were the, the the Orlando game was on. We were joking about how they clinched the playoff spot, and that Steve Spurrier was like the first coach to win in the AAF, yeah, the NFL, and the college football, and the mm-hmm. win a certain amount of games in each league. And we were making jokes about that, and as uh, you know, good for the Orlando Apollos. They seem to be the top of the league. Yeah, they're, they're, they're probably my favorite team this year to watch. So, as you said, um, we have baseball this week, later this week. We will run an episode before these games begin. Yeah. But um, I just have a few little things on baseball. Um, is Dallas Keuchel going to fucking sign somewhere? I'm sure. I mean, Dude, it's, it's, two two days and, uh, he's, it's two days until the season starts. Yeah, but like... If he doesn't sign two months into the season uh, and somebody goes down and they give him a workout, he's a lefty. I mean, he's going to get a job. It, it's probably better I was about to say, you are, you are right. In the first month of the season, a pitcher's going to need Tommy John. You know, like, there's going to be some sort of gruesome injury to a pitcher in the first month or two of the season. That's some yeah. playoff team needs to fill. Yeah, so I, I, let, you know, I think he might be a rented pitcher where – a team is desperate down the stretch, and they take a shot that they can get a little Dallas Keuchel magic. But 
at the same time, it's kind of telling me that scouts are saying his arm is, is not what it was and it's dead. And mm-hmm. that's a really hard thing because he's a young guy. I mean, he was yeah. a great pitcher four or five years ago, and now all of a sudden they're saying he's done, which is the scary thing about sports. Yeah. I don't believe that he's done, but uh, last year he didn't look great. So, I mean, hell, I wish my Braves would pick him up. We could use one more veteran arm, you know? Like, we could yeah. use someone who could start over some of these green-faced rookies. Well, you'd be at the uh, – I'm looking at the schedule right now, and I'm looking for the Braves. They they will be playing the Phillies on Thursday at 3.05 p.m. in Philadelphia. Um, I will be at the home opener next Monday, though. And who do they play on Monday? The Cubs, Chicago Cubs. Wow. I think uh, it's either Monday night or maybe, hell, maybe. For the most part, I liked, I'm looking at the schedule, and I liked that a lot of the East Coast teams are playing on the West Coast, are in domes, uh, except for the Yankees. Uh, the Mets in Washington is probably going to be cold. Yep. But I really think the East Coast team should start in a warm weather place. Like Boston's going to be in Seattle, which is a dome. Uh, it will be very cold in Minnesota when the Indians play the Twins. Oh, I wouldn't God. want to be out there. Oh my God! Uh, the yeah. Cubs are starting in Texas. Uh, the Phillies will probably be cold. Milwaukee will be freezing. Uh, I just think they should try to figure out where every like the Angels shouldn't start the season against the A's. Both those teams should play at home versus the East Coast team or a Midwestern team. I just think Mm -hmm. give the weather a little now that the weather even starts out colder than it is ever. You know, it gets it doesn't really get warm till May now. Give them a little more time because there's blizzards in March. Yeah, there sure is. Um there are going to be a bunch of good games on Thursday. We will be doing a podcast episode early on Thursday to preview some of the um, – honestly, if, if, if Maddie will let me, I'll make it 100% about baseball. We won't do it like any other football. That's fine, but, you know, Sweet 16 and everything, but it's your call. Um, what Sweet 16 is what, on Thursday yeah, starting Thursday at about night, 6 Thursday, o'clock? Friday. Yeah, Thursday, Friday. How about we make the um, – we we can pick the games, but we make the Monday night episode about sounds good. Uh, Sweet sixteen. So I'll do, I'll do five minutes, but I'm just gonna say on Thursday it's gonna be a high of fifty four in New York City. God, so it'll be like a fifty degree day at the ballpark. That'll be nice now, though. Nah, if you well for a fan it'll be fun for me, but for a player that that would hitting a baseball in cold weather, ugh. not fun. I but I mean, there's times it's been 30, so it's yeah. not as bad as it usually is. And Atlanta weather, Monday, rain, high of 57, low of 43. Mm-hmm. It'll probably be cold for us. Yeah. So um, we're at about 50 minutes right now. Um, we're almost at a good time to wrap it up. Before we go, um, me and you, from a gambling aspect – are uh, going to pick some of these games just to say that we did and just so we can get our, our guys some juice before uh, yep. the games start on Thursday. If, if we waited until Thursday morning to tell them, they'd have to listen to the episode right quick and then get them in, and that'd just be really stressful, you know? See, again, like I'm looking at it like the NFL season where the first game of the year, usually the home team comes out with a lot of inspiration. 
So I am looking at home dog money lines. That's what you're looking at, home dogs? Yeah. So, like, the Padres versus the Giants, everybody will be like, Baumgartner is the shit. But this is a game where you got Machado, you're all pumped up. It's a whole new thing. The first game of the year, you figure out how to win. I'm, I'm trying to find the number. I'm on Bovada right now. I was about to say, my bookie doesn't have it. Not yet? Not yet. I yeah, guess we, so we can't even do that. Um, I guess we'll just pick fucking just... Oh, I know. Bovada has it. Okay, they so have, they have nine games. Well, no, I stand corrected. They only have futures. Ah, fuck. I'll give well, you a future for your National League East. What do you think the your Atlanta Braves are future to win the division? Um, to win the division? Yeah. Fuck, I don't know because we're plus seven fifty to win the pennant. So you're plus two forty to win the division. The um, Phillies are plus one seventy five. The Marlins, let's put a buck on them. They're plus two hundred. I will put a buck on them. Now they're plus twenty thousand over here on me. Oh yeah, they are plus twenty thousand. So that means God, two thousand on a dollar. <laughs> I think that's two hundred on a dollar, right? Let's let's check. I'm not very good at math. Here, I'm gonna put a buck in right now. Two hundred. Yeah, they're plus two hundred. Um. So one dollar wins you two hundred bucks. I just put in a. Uh, you know it's gonna be funny in my Bavada account for the next. Until the end of the season, they, they'll keep the bet. Dude, I hate I gonna, Dude, there's this one that I have in my other, my bookie account. Yeah. It's like Bradley Cooper will be the next, like, Ant-Man or the Wasp or what, whatever the hell That's I bet on. Hysterical. I got yeah. super drunk at a bar one night, and I was explaining, like, betting to this girl. Like, she didn't yeah. get what, what, what it was, so I had to put it in terms that she would understand. I was yep. like, who's going to be the next fucking Willy Wonka or whoever the little bet said? Like, you can, because you can click, it, like, entertainment little little drop-down box. Well, I just put a buck on the uh, Marlins to win that division. And it is so annoying having the bet hanging around in my little open bets category. I hate staring at it. Yeah, so, it's crazy. Um, let's pick a few of the good games just um, just to say that we did. Um, Mets, Mets at Nationals. DeGrom versus Scherzer. I'm going um, with the Mets. I'm going with the Nationals. I'm going with the Mets. The Mets probably are the better team. But uh, anytime he shares your pitches, I will pick him. Because I know that the the Nationals are always overvalued, and I'll, I'll get a good price for the Mets. The like Nationals, a, the, the Nationals won't be very good this year. I'll just go ahead and say it. Yeah, and you'll get a price because Scherzer, they always give him a good price. Oh yeah, hell, I I would. Um, Red Sox Mariners. I mean, that's a game where the Mariners might win. Well, the Mariners have already played two games in Japan. Yep. And um, who's that? Marwin, Gonza- Marwin Gonzalez is going to pitch against Chris Sale. Um, I don't know. I kind of like the Sox in that one. The Sox Athletics, are still, Angels. The I'm Sox going are still with the, the highest, highest paid payroll in baseball. You know, like this is a, this is a parlay I'm going to do. I'm going to do Padres, Athletics, and for shits and giggles, Mets. Three team money line. Ten bucks probably win a hundred bucks on that. You think it'll be that much? Ninety, eighty because, bucks. Well, because Mets are underdogs. Padres, do you think they'll be? They'll be the. They'll be probably even or a little underdog because everybody overvalues Baumgartner now, which yeah, is he yeah, is the same yeah, that pitcher. Is true. That is true. 
And um, I think the A's will be a higher favorite. I think they'll come back from the two losses and play well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, they have to. That's just what laws of physics says. Um, Orioles at Yankees. Kashner at Tanaka. Um, yeah, I think the Yankees are going to win that. Yeah, I think, I think this is going to be another 100-plus loss season for the Orioles. Um, sorry to and say I, that. And I, and I think the Cardinals are going to beat the Brewers just because. You think so? Uh, yeah, it just seems like a team like the Brewers, when you have a season like that, they might get off to a slow start mm-hmm. because it's hard to get back to where you were so fast. Yeah. Braves at Phillies. Julio Tehran starts his sixth straight opening day against Aaron Nola. Uh, I'm going to go with the Phillies. I'm sorry to say I like Nola. I think they'll be pumped up, but I would not be surprised if the Braves won, but I won't touch that game. But if you put a gun to my head, the Phillies would win. I'll, I'll, I'll take Braves money line, but I will not be putting that much money at all just because I am the same as you. I am nervous as hell. That is a 50-50 yeah. coin flip. Um, Astros at Rays. Verlander is going to go against Snell. That'll be probably the pitching matchup of the day if it's not Scherzer DeGrom. And that's a game where you might want to take the over because it'll Just, be like six and a half. Mm-hmm. You'll get you'll because get some like 100%. you never know. I mean those those guys will go six, and then you don't know what's going to happen with the, the bullpen. Bull, the bullpen will explode for runs, dude. I I did the same thing, but I I fucked up and I took the bait. It was uh, yeah. Kevin Gossman Braves game against uh, Max Scherzer in the Nationals. The over under was like an eight and a half, and I was like, oh, dude, under. As fuck, dude. They won't score eight and a half, you know, in two games if these two guys pitch. Like, let's run yeah. it. But they had – it was like four to five in the, in the fourth inning. It was, they fucked me. Um, that's not a very good game. Uh, Diamondbacks versus Rodgers – or Rodgers. Dodgers. Zach Grinke pitches against uh, Hyunjin Ryu. You think your your Dodgers can pull it out? Uh, this is a 50-50 game. I just know the Dodgers hate losing to Granky because it's almost like yeah. he left to the rival, and when he comes back, it's not very friendly to him. So I just think the, the Diamondbacks lost a lot of players, and the Dodgers keep going. But again, it's one game. You don't know. In baseball, you can lose like three games and win yep. ten games. So you yep. just don't know. 100%. It's very hard sometimes, baseball, because you're like, all right, Yankees versus Orioles. But there's going to be that one day the Orioles are going to beat the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, no shit. And you don't know what day. Mm-hmm. Especially the opening day, like you don't know. Everybody's healthy. Like you don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, two games left. White Sox at Royals. Um, Rodon, I like Keller. the White Sox. Um, I, I, I like the White Sox too. The Royals are yeah. very, very bad. And the Probably White Sox will get a good team. number. The, the White Sox will get a good number. It's a, they're a good value team to bet money line a lot this year. It, they it, won't be dogs. I mean, like they'll be they'll be favorites in this game. The Royals are bad as hell. Yep. Um, Red Sox at Mariners. I know you said the Mariners probably will win this or could win this game, but what's your official pick? I say Red Sox. Red Sox, but again. It's like a money line situation where you may not when sale pitches, when sale pitches, and I'm not the biggest sale fan, he's so overvalued. You have such a good value to take a money line bet against him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just worth throwing money at the wall and hope it'll stick. Exactly. Um, Matty Goldberg, we picked a few baseball games. We talked about all the NFL and the AAF news. 
Um, we talked about the tournament. We talked about your trip. You my didn't make my haircut. Up, everybody. My, you know what my birthday is? What'd you say? The um... April 7th. Damn, I was about to say used 7th. To be, you know? used to be opening day for baseball 100 million years ago. This, but is, now... this is a very early day um, exactly. for opening day. And this will be the first time every team will play on the same day in opening day yeah. history. I'm having a big birthday party. My sister's throwing me a birthday party on April 6th. I'm doing a poker club? tournament. Yeah, at my house. Oh, We're going to have a food truck. We're living the life, bro. Uh, oh but God. follow me on Instagram at Maddie Goldberg, Twitter at Maddie Goldberg1. I'm off to watch because there's not a lot of sports tonight. I'm off to watch the Motley Crue movie on Netflix called The Dirt. They're a band a little before your time. It's an incredible book. And they were. It is going to be an insane movie. I've heard it was great. I didn't know what to think because what, sometimes. What, on they Netflix? Get... Yeah. It's I heard it's really Netflix. good. Yeah, and you got to understand, like, I grew up with this band. I know how crazy they are. You will be shocked to know the shit that these guys used to do. They're well, a little shotgunning heroin out of a fire hose. You know, like, these guys were crazy. Dude, in the book, they stuck a phone in a girl's vagina to have her call her mom. They toured with Ozzy, who licked piss. He took a piss at a hotel pool on the side of it and then licked it up, and then he snorted ants. And then he sh he would shit in their hotel room, and then he'd smear the shit on their bathroom wall. Those goddamn rockers. Those rock stars tear up everything. Yeah, the, there's a lot of uh, overdoses of heroin. There's oh, yeah. a lot of uh, drunken DWIs, vehicular manslaughter. I'm sure. There is a story where they threw a Jack Daniels bottle on a bullet train in Japan and hit a yuppie in the head with a Jack Daniels bottle. Uh, what other stuff did they do? I mean, the stories are yeah. insane. And there's a lot of satanic stuff, too, where they I'm summon sure. the devil. I'm sure. And Those a lot damn of rock chicks. stars. They fucked a lot of girls, man. There's a lot of moms out there who are soccer moms. Who, who got, got absolutely loud. just murdered by Motley Crue. All, all, all those rock bands, they ran through your mom. So kids, think about that. Exactly. Hey, could have been. I'm not going to say nothing about one of your moms, but one of your moms, you're they're around my age. Maddie says y'all's moms got fucked by Motley Crue. So y'all, you could have been when they came to Atlanta, when they came to Georgia, came, one came of your to moms. Um, Chattanooga. Oh yeah, some of y'all's moms were getting plowed. And the thing was, when they were doing this shit, all they did was they pointed, they told their manager, that girl, that girl, that girl, done. Yep. Hey, the they're band is selected they, they to come backstage. Assholes. Their first manager, they fucked the, the manager's girlfriend behind his back in a room while he got him their biggest gig. Those fucking rock stars. Yeah. Look out for Vince Neil, Tommy Lee, Nikki Six, and the psycho Mick Mars. Well, Matty Goldberg, we will be asking you how that movie is the next episode that we do. Thursday morning, it will come out a little bit earlier than it usually does. I know our last episode came out stupidly late because it was a Saturday. And, uh, but but we had to get the episode out. So, ladies and gentlemen, while Maddie's taking all his clothes off on the Skype, I can see his little wiener right here. Um, Maddie said he loves us. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 71. My name's Cohen Hughes.